So we ready? Let's do it. Yeah. Scoop it. And <coughs> let's go before the Lord. It's AJ. And Dar. Here we are, Skeep da- Deep Skydiving. Skeep Diving. Skeep Diving. Skeep Diving. Yeah. Deep Skydiving, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Deep Skydiving. Deep Skydiving. Go ahead. I don't know. That's go ahead, not really. Again. I missed it. I don't, I don't have much more. Oh, all right. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Father. We just come before you right now, blessing your name, Father. And we thank you just for today, Father. We don't want to take it in vain. We don't want to, um, we want to be grateful. We just want to show our gratitude towards you, Father. We just want to thank you, Father. But we do want to, we want to come to you, um, in a right way, Father. Yes, so God. we just ask that you forgive us for our sins, for each and everything in our life that might have brought you dishonor, Father. Show us where we may be missing the mark and then show us how to correct it, Father. Allow us to humble ourselves so you don't have to humble us, Father. And let us not be so prideful just to think that we're humble, Father. But have your way in our lives. Continue to guide us, Father. You know, go before us, go before our actions, before our thoughts, before our words, Father. That when we do speak, that when we do think and, and when we do do, Father, that we're just walking in righteousness, a path that you set for yes, us. God, Have you. your way, Father. Have your way with this episode. You know, let it be an encouraging one, an edifying one. Let it be one that um brings light to situations, Father. Yes, Lord. Um, let us not chase any glory of our own, but let us give you all of it, Father. Yes, God. And um, let us stay low. And if you lift us up, it's because you know we lift you up above us, Father. So have your way in our lives. And I thank you for my sister right here. I thank you for her heart. Thank you for her love. I thank you just for this relationship, Father. Have your way, Father, and show the world that man and woman can have healthy relationships the way that you designed it, Father. Let us love on each other. Let us appreciate each other. It's in your precious son, Yahushua, name I ask you all these things. Amen. Amen. Welcome to Deep, Deep, Deep Skydiving. Because we know she's hot. Sexy, sexy. She she knows she's sexy. No, no, no. Anyway. So, So I'm Dara. AJ is I. So, today is a fun episode, right? I don't know yet. Yes, it is. I have no idea. Episode 10, though. Thank you guys for it. If you've gotten this far, we appreciate you guys. Thumbs up all all around. All around. Um, Continue watching. Please um, let us know what you think, you know, so Please. you can find us Deep Skydiving Podcast on YouTube and Deep Skydiving Podcast wherever you listen to your podcast on all these pla- podcast platforms. Um, Deep Skydiving Podcast on TikTok and Instagram, yes. social medias. Yep, and, and Deep um, Skydiving Podcast at gmail.com. If you want to reach us, if you want to get in contact with us. And so do, you know, do share, do like, do comment, do email, whatever. Subscribe, all that good stuff. All that good like, stuff. Yeah. dislike. So, um, today we're going to be doing an interview. We're going to find out the inner workings of Mr. AJ. Um, we thought we'd do something fun so that you could get to know one of mm-hmm. the, um, I guess, skydivers. creators of, yeah, deep skydivers. Mm-hmm. Got deep skydivers. <laughs> yeah. I'm always messing up our name. 
I love it. That's it. Deep skydivers. It's deep yeah, skydiving we are podcast. Deep, yeah, deep we are skydivers. Deep skydivers. Yeah, you're yeah. you're a diver. I'm a diver. Oh, that's what you should call people who listen. Our divers. I di- hey oh. divers. Look, just got. Some. Hey divers. Just coined something. Yeah, we did. So yeah, so I'm gonna be asking him questions off camera. Um, he's gonna be um answering some them to the best of his ability. He has no clue what I'll be asking on camera. him. Yes, he's gonna be. On camera. <laughs> he has no clue what I'll yes. be asking him. No so clue. this is gonna be very fun, and I hope that you guys learn something about yeah. uh, Mr. Zoe and yourselves. I use Zoe this time. That's cool. Yeah. I got all these names. Yeah, you do. All right. So let's do it. Let's kick it off. Let's do it. Love y'all. I'm going to be gone. All right. All right. All right. Hey, AJ. Hey, Dara. All right, y'all. So. All right. Just ask. <laughs> Stop scratching your eyes. <laughs> I'm not scratching. I'm just I trying to get it started at a good point. Come on. It's good. Let's go. All right, y'all. We are here, deep skiving, po- deep skiving, <laughs> deep skydiving podcast, episode ten with AJ. We're gonna be doing an interview. Thank you, AJ, for participating, for being a good sport. Thank you for having me. Cause you don't know what I'm gonna ask you. Not at all. But you're not nervous. You're not the nervous kind. So let's dive let's right see. in. You might, you might make me nervous. You might choke me up. Let's see. Yeah, let's let's skydive right in. Let's see do what this. I did there. Let's okay. do this. Um, first question. What do you really wish you knew when you were younger? Hmm. What do I wish I knew? I don't, I, man, that's a tough question. I don't know. I wish I, I wish I would have known. Man, I don't know. Man, I feel like everything I made, every decision I made, everything is happened to get me to the point to where I'm at today. Mm-hmm. To make me the man I am today, so I, I don't know if there's anything that I, I probably would have self destructed if I had too much knowledge or too much understanding back then. Mm, okay, I'd be more big headed than people think I am now. Mm. Back then, you would have been more big headed. Oh, most definitely. <laughs> like you know how people say, if if I knew back then what I know right now, mm-hmm. it's probably a good thing I didn't know back then what I know right now. I would definitely be rich. Yeah, and I probably wouldn't know God. So. Oh, there you go. Message. Um, can you state for me your personal philosophy in one sentence? No. Like, re- philosophy regarding what? Your personal philosophy, your life. Anything that you carry with you, something that you live right. by. My personal philosophy. Mm-hmm. I think... So it has everything to do with God. Okay. And I mentioned this on a previous episode. Like you gotta have you have to have a foundation. You have to have a starting point. Mm-hmm. And like and I believe God is that foundation for everybody. Mm-hmm. Whether they know him or not, he exists. It doesn't take anything away from him. And it, it if we all if we all started with these principles that God laid out, if we all start with God, we always have something to go back to when somebody's missing it. Mm-hmm. Like if we all started with God, we all would be able to treat each other in a more respectable and loving manner because we understand that this is what it is. This is the foundation that was laid. But because we don't, you know, if you don't have any kind of foundation, like I said before, like whether it's Islam, Buddhist, whatever, like if you don't have any kind of foundation, nothing that'll guide you, that'll keep you grounded, something that... um. What's the word I want to use? 
something that gives you parameters, guidelines, something that I don't want to say tells you what to do because then it'll sound like we're robots or something. I know people, I, me, if, for one, don't like to be told what to do. But mm-hmm. it's something, You, if you have a compass to tell you the difference between right and wrong, Mm-hmm. You know, morality. You can't just pull that from your own thoughts. You can't just say that this is what's right, this is wrong, because everybody will have a different, different right or wrong. Mm-hmm. So you have to have a, a foundation and something that's greater than us. And I just believe God is that that foundation. Yahushua is that that foundation. Amen. What is the most memorable dream you've had? Hmm. So. Most memorable memorable dream I've had I've had not too long ago. It was with my dad, mm. and it's the because it's the only dream all of my life. My father died in '96, mm-hmm. so it's the dream all my life, even while he was alive, that I ever had a dream like of my father. And in this dream, I was talking to him as an adult, and we was speaking to each other. And this was probably just a not even a month ago, I believe. Mm-hmm. So that what conversation. He, um, wow, really? Are you not ready to share that? So, in the dream, I was dreaming, I was talking to my father, and he, um, he looked at me, he was like, man, AJ, you know, I was really about to take our family to the next level. He said, I was working on my, my master's and everything. He said, I was really about to, he said, I was really about to, to be something. He was like, we was really about to be straight. And he said, the only thing that I wish is that I had worked on my relationship with God more. And then I woke up. Wow. Like I was speechless after he said that, and then I woke up. Wow. And then when I called my mother and asked her about the things that he was talking to me about in the dream, like she confirmed it. I was asking her, like, was dad going to school before he before he died? And she was like, yeah. I'm like, was he working on his master's and everything? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, dang. And everybody always tells me, man, your father was a real smart dude. Mm. And my mother tells me, like, he yeah, he's, like, real family oriented yeah like he cares about he was a big family person and so it made sense when he was talking about man i was really about to take my family to the next level and everything and so wow but he, he was i felt like he was basically taking like keep the main thing the main thing like even though you know you might have plans to do this even though you you know you might see like this goal is attainable like and, and might have good reasons like taking my family to the next level taking care of my family but even with him doing all that, he said, the only thing I wish I would have worked on was my relationship with God more. Mm. And so it's like, it reminded me, you know, keep the main thing, the main thing, and everything else will fall in line. Amen. What is the lesson life is teaching you at this point in time? Patience. Mm. A whole lot of patience and trust in God. Okay. Because I do not know what uh, the future holds. I legit do not know what the future holds. Because I know my plans have been, he like, throw that away. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really trusting God with what tomorrow will, will look like. Okay. Where do you feel you offer the most value? Hmm. I don't know. You know, that might be something I struggle with right there. Because mm-hmm. I don't know. I go back and forth about my gifts and what I do offer value. Mm-hmm. But, um... I really don't know, man. I think I'm I'm encouragement to men. I know that. Mm-hmm. I'm an encouragement to men. People do come to me, people that know me, they do come to me for advice. For some reason, like perfect strangers would just 
poured life to me. Mm. And I, I don't know because I've been told that I don't really have an approachable face. <laughs> like a lot of people think I'm mean. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, and I used to be. I used to be mad. I wasn't mean, but I was mad. So I could get that. I get that. But I don't know, man. I'm just a a guy that's here mm-hmm. for my guys. I mean, and my ladies. But I just feel like if we make better men out here, if we have better men out here, you know, we don't have to. I don't. Have, it's not my job to pour into ladies to try to build women to be better women. I feel like we got to be better men for that. And will encourage the ladies as we're being better men for them to be better women. I think that's just like a byproduct of it. So, because I feel like men, we are the keepers of society. Yeah. And it's not, I'm not, I don't want to say like the patriarchal thing and all that, but we're, we're like the, I feel like we're the pillars of society. Like we're the keepers of society. Like a woman, women are running to women for protection. Mm-hmm. They're running to men for protection. Yeah. So that's our job. So I feel like if the men are taken care of that women will be also. And so I, I guess I add value in in that sense. I don't know. I think you gotta ask somebody else that. You might have to ask somebody else, like how does Zoe add value? Okay. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, of course, because I wanted to see what you would say. How do you think? That is definitely What do you think I add value? This is not my interview. What's the <laughs> best <laughs> What's the best piece of advice someone has given you? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I got a couple of couple of things. Oh, so this one. Best piece of advice. My good man Joaquin told me. Uh this always sticks with me. It's always sticks with me. And I I'm not even saying I execute this all the time like in the best way possible. But I feel like it's very good advice and I do try to work on it when I'm conscious of it. But he said, you never want to work on your... People make the mistake of trying to work on their relationship when things are going bad. And he said, the best time to work on your relationship is when things are going good. He said, because by the time things are going bad, it's too hard to get back. Mm-hmm. And you, you're already like you're already fighting. And he said, so if, if... Put it like this. When things are good and we're enjoying ourselves, it's, it's probably easier for me to communicate the things that might have bothered me and you might be more receptible more receptive you might be whatever the word is to hear it yeah you'll be more receptive to hear it and so when we're going back and forth about it if we're arguing and things are bad now instead of you being receptive now you might be more defensive about it mm-hmm. now it, it becomes even more of an argument and instead of me trying to express myself to you how I'm feeling about these things now it sounds like I'm attacking you Mm-hmm. And so, but if we, if things are going good, you know, we're encouraged to get things to go great. And so, you know, you might be more eager to really work on those things that'll help this relationship get even better. So it's, it's, I think that's, and that's with any relationship, not just couples, but any relationship, like work on it while it's good, keep it good. Gotcha. What's the best use of your time right now? <clears throat> Sleep. Okay. It's like, nah. <laughs> I do love to sleep. There's a lot of people who gonna really feel that. Though. Yeah, they gonna be clapping. It's like, mm-hmm. nah. Um, working on myself. Best okay. use of my time is working on myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to get back into reading. I kind of, I kind of lost, lost time, lost track of my reading. I need to get back on my reading. But you know, I do when I do effectively work on myself. When I'm intentional about it, you know, read, listen to motivational speakers, sermons, 
um, catch up on some earn your leisure, you know, get my financial literacy up and everything, learning entrepreneurship. I listen to a lot of entrepreneurship podcasts um, and really just getting down with myself, just analyzing where I'm at. Again, I said I'm I'm trying to be patient and let God show me what these next steps are going to consist of mm-hmm. in the direction I'm going. So I'm not really writing any plans down, but I am preparing for a next move. And so, I mean, I guess that's what. Yeah. Awesome. Um, what mental state or states do you find yourself in often, and what will you lose by letting it or them go? Thankfulness. Mm. Like I'm in a, a mental state of like thankfulness and gratefulness often. And what was the second part of that? What will you lose by letting it or them go? Oh, peace. Mm. You lose you definitely. Is mm. that's I think that's the easy that easily. Nothing yeah. else. I'll you lose I'll lose my peace. Like I, that's really one thing that God had to deal with me with. Mm-hmm. And with especially with like contentment. So it's not saying be content. Like, not have ambition, but it's be content as in be grateful for what you do have now and steward it well. And so mm-hmm. when you're not grateful for something, you don't steward it well. Like, they, the two just don't go together. Right. Because, you know, you, you're you're not grateful for it. You take it for granted. Mm-hmm. And so and then you don't recognize the purpose of it. And, you know, a wise man once said to me, whenever a purpose is unknown, abuse is inevitable. Mm-hmm. And so you, you want to know your purpose or whatever it is. The time you're in, the time you're given, the gifts and everything, and you want to be grateful for it. So even what I have right now, even if it's not a lot, I'm like, man, God, thank you for this. Because, and I hate to compare. I don't really want to compare and say there's people that has less, but that's exactly what it is. You have people that actually have less. You got people that can't walk. You got people that can't even express themselves, and they just hold all of their thoughts in and everything I feel like nobody can hear you. I'm just thankful that I have friends that I can really talk to. I'm thankful that God put men in my life that will help guide me. You know, I'm thankful that my mother is still here. I lost my father at a young age, but my mother's still here. So I find things to be thankful, be grateful for, man. It keeps my sanity, keeps me, it keeps the peace in my life, and it keeps me, and encourages me to, to really move forward. I know God has more for me, so why not be thankful to, Be thankful now? What I'm going to do, like, God, this ain't enough, but I'm going to thank you when you give me some more. Because I'm trusting you to give me more, so I'm going to thank you when you give me Nah, I'm going to be thankful now. I'm going to be grateful now. So, What is, this is perfect for you, what's the uh, best conspiracy theory you can make up on the spot? <laughs> it might get me in some trouble. You almost got me in big trouble just now. Why? I don't, believe in, I don't believe in conspiracy theories. What? I don't believe you. I don't believe in conspiracy theories. I believe like the facts show this and this is what it is. But if the government tell you different, you're going to go, you're going to side with the government before you side with Zoe, before you side with, with AJ. Oh, so, so that's a conspiracy theory. That's why I said it's a conspiracy theory, a conspiracy theory because they said it. You know what's the biggest conspiracy theory? Science. Mm. Science. Science proves nothing. Science is one big theoretical sentence. And it's saying that this is this because this happened 10 out of 10 times. And you believe it. Mm-hmm. Do it the 11th time, 12th time, and see what happens. We don't know what's out of space. My biggest conspiracy theory is this. We ain't never go to the moon. How about that? Oh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is, what's the one thing that people always misunderstand about you? 
Mm-hmm. I don't know what they understand about me. Mm-hmm. So I, I almost couldn't tell you. Nobody understands you. I don't. I wouldn't even. Yeah. So no. I, yeah. Um. I don't think nobody understands anybody for mm-hmm. real. For real. Completely. Yeah. But. I don't know. I don't know. Tell me what you think about me, and I will tell you if you're right. All right. Final <laughs> answer. Second, I'm sorry. Um, what do you consider is your superpower? Hmm. My superpower. I think my ability to adjust. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm stubborn too. So my ability to adjust and my stubbornness will have me figure stuff out. So I'm able to be spontaneous and make things work. Mm-hmm. Like that's just if I'm really dedicated to something, I get that that tunnel vision, and I'll just this is where I'm at to be done. Like it's going it's going to get done. Mm-hmm. Period. I think that uh I don't know I might have other ones that I don't notice I don't know but I think that's that's mine. Okay. What three experiences of your past shape your current perception? I think all of our experiences of our past shape our perceptions, though. But right? I want to know what three of yours I, have shaped your... My father passing. Okay. Um, when I got locked up mm-hmm. and to come home... And to see how I didn't let me, let me rephrase that. When I caught a gun charge and I got arrested, I never got sentenced or anything for it. We beat it, but during the time where we didn't know whether we was going to beat it or not, to see how certain people responded to me, it changed my perspective about um, loyalty to people, hmm. and so especially people that was homies from the neighborhood and everything. So my father getting locked up, I mean, my father dying, me getting locked up, and I would say uh, finding Christ. Mm. That changed my perspective about a lot. I think that, matter of fact, I think that one trumps everything Mm -hmm. because I was, I don't want to say I was a terrible human being. I wasn't a terrible human being, but I've done like terrible things, took advantage of some people and all that. And then so, you know. My relationship with Yahushua really started changing a lot of things. And I ain't saying I started working perfectly after it, but it changed my perspective of it. It changed mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Okay. What's the most important lesson you've learned about work? All right, work. What do you mean work? What do you, what you think you I mean? I just, don't just know. Just go where you would think I'm talking about when I say work. All right, so I asked the question again one more time. <laughs> What's the most important lesson you've learned about work? It got to get done. Mm-hmm. Valid answer. Yeah, it got it got to get done. I tell dudes at work all the time, <laughs> if you they tripping about, I, I, I say this all the time at work, I say, look here, calm down. I've never worked in a building that never got finished. Hmm. It's not my job to worry about, worry about timelines, inspection dates, and all that. It's going to get done. Mm-hmm. Like I've never worked on a job or done a job that didn't get finished. Either whether whether I was the one to finish it or not, it got to get done. Mm-hmm. Period. That's the perspective I have about work, and that's what's going to drive me 
you trust me to get it done, I'm going to get it done. Cool. What kind of childhood did you have? Can I have like a multiple choice or something? Like, what do you mean? With, what am I? Like, what was your childhood like? Um, it was fun. It was traumatizing. It was, I don't know. I think I had, everybody got a different type of childhood, I think, but all of them probably consisted of the same things. You got some trauma, you got some fun, you got some friends, you got some times when you're lonely. I mean. What's the best gift you have ever given yourself? Hmm. I don't know, because I never looked at it like I give myself gifts. Um, My truck, my Tundra, I say that. Okay. What would you say are the best parts of relationship of any kind? I would love to say I haven't experienced it yet, (laughs) (laughs) but I have (laughs) sex. It's like, nah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, hold up. Ask that question again. Let me think. What would you say are the best parts of relationship? Having somebody that you could like debrief with. Mm-hmm. Somebody you could talk to, somebody that you know you just cherish time with. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's same sex, opposite sex, whether it's just friends, whether it's just your significant other, or whether it's even even family. I mm-hmm. think it's just having somebody that you could really just let it all out with. Have somebody you can let your head down. People that you could trust with with information. People that you able to like, you know, lean on their shoulder. People that's not going to judge you. I think that's the best part of having like relationships. That's the benefit of having. For me, I know everybody doesn't have that. So, God's given me people that you know I could trust and mm-hmm. that I could love on and receive love from. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what makes you feel accomplished? Mm. So that's a tough one because I, I've never felt accomplished. Mm. And I think that's a, I don't know, because I, I've never, like, even, I, I've never, I have a note in my phone somewhere about that, like, why I never feel accomplished. Like, even if I might accomplish something, like, because I, I don't, I don't, um, what's it called? I don't celebrate my feats, my accomplishments and them. Mm-hmm. So somebody will have to tell me, like, damn, you did that? And then I'll be like, dang, I did do that. Like, dang, that is something that most people don't do or, or whatever. And so I don't really notice mine. It's like once I've done it, it's like on to the next. Like there's there's more. I feel like there's always more. So I, I haven't really, I don't know. Okay. What was a random compliment that someone gave you that really stuck in your memory? I'm different. They told you you were different. So the yeah. So this dude, I didn't even notice that I had this impact on this dude. I was working at Fort Belleville, and this dude, um, we were just talking, just having casual conversation. And I don't drink, I don't drink or I don't smoke. And I, we was talking. This girl had asked me. She said, "You don't smoke?" And I was like, "Nah." She said, "You don't drink?" And I said, "No." This is my conversation with him. I'm talking to him about the girl. And she was like, well, damn, how do you have fun? And I looked at her. Yeah, and I said, damn, but I got to smoke a drink to have fun? And she's like, well, what do you do? And I was talking to him, and I was saying, it's crazy how people think that you got to do drugs to have fun. Like, 
you ain't you wasn't smoking and drinking when you was seven and eight and you was having fun. Like, is it impossible to be an adult and have fun and not do these things? Like, I don't have to turn up like you do to enjoy myself. There's there's life outside of that. And he told me he stopped drinking because of that. Mm, wow. Yeah. Wow, and he was like, man, he was like, man, you different. I never had thought about that, man. And I ain't, he told me that probably like a couple months later. He was like, man, I had stopped drinking because when you when you told me that, when you said that. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm really doing this. Do, do I really need to do this to have fun? He said, I'm really doing this, like, not only just wasting time and money, but I'm, it's not, it's not something genuine. Mm-hmm. Like, if I have to consume this to bring something out, what would I be without it? Right. Yeah, so. Good. What is submission to you? This is a two-parter. Would you like me to stop at the first question? No, you can go ahead. The second part of that question is, who or what do you submit to? Oh, I would have answered that in the first question anyway. Okay. And that goes back to me talking about, when you asked me that philosophy question, mm-hmm. having that foundation. And for me, that foundation is God. Mm-hmm. And um, And I will say this. Of course, it's God for me. It has to be. That's my foundation because He laid. He's the one who author and finisher of my faith. The one that laid laid out life for me, and so that's who I will submit to. It's crazy because I heard um, a sermon earlier today by my guy. He was talking about making bad decisions versus good decisions versus godly decisions, and you know, bad decision and good decisions are both bad decisions. If they go against the godly decision, mm-hmm. and so he was, what he was saying was, we don't we don't get to experience Jeremiah twenty nine eleven because we ain't making the godly decisions. What's Jeremiah twenty nine eleven? Well, like I know the plans that I have for you to prosper mm-hmm. you, blah blah blah, that and that. And so you know when we make the good decision, it's based off of our logic, like mm-hmm. what we think is good. When we make the godly decision, it's when you hear from God and He's telling you to do something, and you. You do that even when it might not make sense to you or something like to know the good to do and to not do it is sin. And so even if you're not hearing from God, like doing what you know is right in the, in the eyes of God. And so I got to submit to that. That's my that's my foundation. Okay. And so I don't know because you, I don't know because God communicates to me the way that he communicates to me. I don't I don't know if he communicates to everybody. Mm-hmm. As much or, you know, I'm pretty sure God communicates to everybody. It's just on whether you're hearing them or not. Mm-hmm. But I know he communicates with me. So I have to. I, I found out what it's like to not submit. And so I found myself. It's easier for me to just, just go ahead and do it and trust that the outcome is going to be what's best for you, what's desirable for you. And in saying that, the people that God placed in authority in your life you got to submit to that too and i know when you ask me that work question too this is another thing there's at my job i have a foreman i have a superintendent you know i have outside superintendent like even though my submittance is to god there's still even though and he set up order there's still order even in my job that i gotta even if i feel like i know better than them i still gotta submit to their leadership and even in church like if I'm going to be, if this is where I'm going to be, I got to submit to the leadership of this pastor and this and that. And so and even if I'm over somebody's house, 
if I'm over somebody's house, this ain't my house. You got to submit to whoever's the leader of that house, man or woman. Like if they got ground rules in that house, then you got to submit to the rules of that house. You got to submit to the parameters or rules that this person set up. And so, and I, I just, I just believe that's fair. So what is submission? I believe you answered. I, I kind of did. Let me see if I could put it in another way. Okay. I would say giving up what you want for the principles or the the rules, the guidelines that was set up in whatever arena that you're in, if that make any sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, for instance, marriage. If we believe God set up marriage and he set up man as the head of that marriage, as a woman, you're in this uh, this arena, you're in this institution that was set up and this was the order that he set up and you got to submit to that order. It makes sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like just like with my with my job, they pay the superintendent more than they pay to the foreman. So the foreman got to submit to the superintendent. He has more responsibility. They pay the foreman more than they pay the journeyman. It's the and he has more responsibility in the journeyman. It's the journeyman job to submit to that. The, the journeyman gets paid gets paid more than the apprentice. It's the journeyman's job to teach the apprentice. The apprentice has to submit to that journeyman. Mm-hmm. So, okay, just an example. And I'm sorry. It works out the way it's supposed to work out when you do. So if you break the order that's set up, you can't blame. I can't. If I do something wrong, my foreman tells me to do something and I do what I want to do and it's wrong. I can't say, hey, you messed up or hey, it's it's your fault. Mm -hmm. Like I I have to take complete blame for that. Mm -hmm. But even still, it messes up everything and so you know for the functionality for things to operate the way they're supposed to operate for a healthy environment or for a goal to be achieved or whatever you know i feel it, i feel like submission is necessary okay what or how would you describe yourself to a vision impaired person <laughs> dang i don't know how how would you describe me to a this is not, again, this is not my interview. That's part of the interview. I don't know. Like, I'm... The person I, cannot see. I know what vision so impaired means. how would means. you tell them? Exactly. <laughs> like, I'm, one plus one equals two. I'm saying I got... You got a tape? You got a tape measure? You got a ruler? I'll tell them uh, I got... You know, I'm brown skin. Mm-hmm. I'm five, four and a half. Mm-hmm. I'm about... I fluctuate between a hundred and... 55 to 165 pounds sometimes mm-hmm. i might be on the heavier side of that right now mm-hmm. i'm i'm got some muscles mm-hmm. i got small eyes um i got locks they're not small but they're not big either they're like a medium i guess <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i don't know how you did a wonderful job. I did a wonderful job. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, they're vision impaired, so it's not like they're gonna like fetch. I'm black. Yeah. They're going. That might really help them. Yeah, you're black. Well, I told them I'm brown skin, so yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, if you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with, how would you describe yourself? I'm not the average. Hold on. You say five people? Yes. If it's not five, then. Three, 
however many people that you I'm hang not around, the average. you're the average of them. I'm How not. would you describe yourself if you went out, if people were looking at the flock? You know how they say birds of a feather flock together. Uh, I'm a great man. Mm. Okay. I say that because they're gonna be like, man, that's a great, that's a great group of fe- group of fellas right there. Mm. Like the people that I intentionally place myself around, like my circle, my group. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be like, man, I wanna. I want to move with them, with them dudes. The direction that they going in, I want to move with them. They stand up guys. Mm. I know they going places. Yeah. What happened in the past that broke a part of you, and what healed in that place, or in its place? Good. Say it again. What happened in the past that broke a part of you, and what healed in its place? Mm. I don't know. I don't want this to keep being my answer, but I just feel like when my father died, that broke a part of me. I mean, it's nothing wrong with repeating your answer. Okay, so that's it. What my father in this place? Nothing heals in that place. Okay. I don't think nothing can heal in that place. Like when your when a parent goes, there's nothing else to replace that. That's it. Mm-hmm. But what filled the rose in the well? Let's say this. I didn't have my father, so I built my own man mm-hmm. on what I thought was right and what the environment I was in, what was necessary for the environment that was in, that I was in. So that's what. <laughs> so that's what that's what what took its place. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, what is something you are taking for granted? Nothing now. What were you? Somebody, taking for if granted? I am taking for something for granted, you might gotta point it out to me, huh? What were you taking for granted? The biggest thing I was taking for granted was my mother. I say that mm. for a time, a time being. Mm. I think I took my mother for. I don't want to say I took her for granted, but I'll say this: I didn't show my appreciation like I should have. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, me and her had a time where we wouldn't even talk. Like, she would probably want to talk to me, but I wasn't talking to her. It was a time where I don't want to say I resented her, but I was mad at her for some for some years. Mm, okay. And so our relationship wasn't what it should have been. It wasn't a healthy relationship. Okay. Yeah. What did your past relationship teach you? Which one? Let's, let's go with your recent past. What has it taught me? Yeah, what did it, what did it teach so you? So I felt like... It told me that I wasn't ready for marriage. Okay. Because I had got to a point where, you know, I believe you. I was like, God, this can't be it. Because I felt like I really came to the end of myself and I was like, I can't take no more. And if this is something that you have to endure with a wife, I was like, there's no way that this could be a God. Mm. And I, if there, hopefully it's that this relationship wasn't it. But I was just trying to take all, take on the responsibility, you know, for myself. Trying to, I don't want to push it off on her, and I didn't want to push it off on God. So I just was like, I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. Like, so maybe there's just more that I have to go through, a maturity level that I have to reach or something. But I, man, it was. T- I just couldn't take no more. And I'm not. I don't want to. I'm like I said. I'm not gonna put anything on her or say what what she did and this and that. I just couldn't. My person, I didn't. I don't know if I didn't have enough humility, 
or if I didn't have enough patience, whatever it was, I couldn't take anymore. So I figured like, man, if you can't take this, then you're not ready for marriage. Mm. Okay. What are things, what are some things that people have selfishly done to make your life better? Some things that other people selfishly done to make mm-hmm. my life better? Mm-hmm. How, how would I know what they selfishly done? That's your answer? <laughs> I'm a, help me out here. Well, so I know that there are a lot of things that my mom has selfishly done. I know there are a lot of things that my friends have selfishly done. You've selfishly done. Like, in a sense that you were not gaining anything from it, but you did it because you were just being a good friend or because God told you to do it or whatever. So is that selfish, though? Huh? Would that be selfish? Would that be selfishly doing it? I'm sorry. It's supposed to be selflessly. Did I mean self? Did I say selfish? Oh, all right. So selfless. Yes. I'm sorry. Selfless. Okay. That's what I'm about to say. Like That's like a hard question to answer right there. (laughs) Trick question. All right. Yes. My bad. What? What? Let me. Let me. Let me do that one over so that, you know, just in case we need to edit that out. What are some things that people have selflessly done to make your life better? We should keep keep that in there. All right. Um, what has some people selflessly done to make my life better? Hmm. So I know I have a partner that selflessly contributes to a podcast (laughs) (laughs) that's a cheat (laughs) that's a cheat which takes you know it makes it easier for me it takes some it takes a little bit of weight off my hands you know and she feeds me when she doesn't have to um my mom she bought me a car wow yeah it's pretty dope hold up i think she bought me yeah, she bought me a car. She gave me my father's car. Mm-hmm. And then she had bought me another one, even when I had got kicked out of high school and everything. She bought it before I got kicked out of high school, like some days before I got kicked out of high school. But she ended up still letting me get it, mm-hmm. probably like a month later or so. So. Okay. I'll say that. She ain't benefiting nothing from it. So I guess that's a selfish action. Yeah. All right. What is a personality trait you can't stand? Of myself? However you want to answer it. Um, a personality trait I can't stand. Uh, selfish people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about like completely selfish people. Like you're not even, like you, you're just so inconsiderate of other people. It doesn't make any sense. That's one thing I cannot stand at all. Mm-hmm. So, I say that. When was the first time you lied to yourself? I don't know. That's a hard one to pinpoint. Your first lie to yourself? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It must not have been a big one. Oh. Uh, it must not have been a big lie. Um, I'm a marry this girl. <laughs> mm, gotcha. Yeah, so. <laughs> okay. When was the last time you cried and why? Uh, today. The video I sent you. What was the video? It made me cry. It's a video of a lawyer talking about how he, um, 
explain? I really got to explain this video, this whole video. It's a video of a lawyer saying he got on a plane with a pastor. The pastor was a pilot. So the lawyer and his lawyer buddy got on a plane with his pastor. And when the, when the plane went up, it's a small plane. When the plane went up, the pastor said, um, I can't. What do you say? Clouds make me nervous or something to make him pass out. So he passed out. And then the dude couldn't fly. The, the pastor wouldn't wake up. Mm-hmm. And so they're begging for help over the little speaker. And they another freight liner or whatever, if I said that word, said that right, a freight plane mm-hmm. pilot hears them. And he says, the whole story just touches my heart. But long story short, the guy is talking about hearing the voice of God and being led by the voice of God. And and the air traffic control guy, whoever it was that helped them land a the plane and everything, he was he couldn't see because it was stormy weather and all that. He was about to crash into a mountain. And the dude said, look. Just listen to my voice or you're going to die. Mm-hmm. He said, I know you can't see me, but basically he could see him, I guess, on his radar and everything. He said, but if you listen, he said, I seen people, people crash and die because they wouldn't listen. So just listen to my voice and it's my job to make sure you get here safely. And he ended up landing a plane, mm-hmm. but he was parallel, paralleling it with hearing the voice of God and guiding you through life. And it just made me feel so grateful and I you know it was just appreciating it and it was like just tears of joy tears of just asking for forgiveness and everything so that was that was the last time I cried I guess it wasn't like a boohoo cry like I was hurting or something or somebody died but you know it was a cry yeah okay um what are you doing daily to become the person you want to be praying mm. <laughs> praying and speaking it every time I go go before God I just Speak those things that are not as though they were, because mm. he's the one that has the power to do that and bring them. So, and I reflect every night. Every night I, I think about my conversations during the day, things that I've done, things that I've said, what should not have been done, what should not have been said, or things that I should have done, or things that I should have said. So I, you know, I reflect on my human, my my person. And I always pray, you know, let me be a better man today than I was yesterday and a better man tomorrow than I am today. So I don't know. That's it. Okay. If you have any or if you have one, how does your fear serve you? Um, I, I don't have any. There's a lot of stuff I don't mess with. I might not mess with, you know, out of wisdom, I would say. Mm-hmm. But um, I used to have a fear of snakes. But I don't want to say, well, no, I'll say this. I'll say this. I do have fears, but they don't, they don't serve me because when I, if I do have a fear of something, like what the fear will make me do is face it. And so even in the midst of a fear, I would just be like, I don't, because I don't like being controlled. You know, I don't like being, I don't like something to feel like it, it has rulership over me. And that's what I feel like fear does. Mm-hmm. So when it, if it does pre- present itself, I just feel like I'm a it's, I'm a conquer it. So I guess that's what it serves me. Makes you bolder. Yeah. How do you want your spouse to describe you? Would she be able to say that about the man you exist as today? I don't want to answer that one. Why? Because you said, "How would my spouse describe me?" I think that would be a little How narcissistic. How would you want? Your spouse right. to describe you. Um, as so you the know perfect how people husband. ask, what do you want on your tombstone? It's kind of like the same thing. Like, what do you want people to say husband? about you? What's the perfect husband in your idea? I don't know, because that's going to be her perspective. 
I just want to be the so perfect So you want husband her to be able to say father. something in regards to the way that you treated her and so forth and so on? How it was perfect for her? Oh, yeah. I want her to, you know, I know this guy loved me like nobody else could. Okay. You know, I couldn't ask for a better man. Like, I God gave me a man of my dreams that I didn't know was the man of my dreams until I found out he was the man of my dreams after I married him. It's like, nah, <laughs> she better know that before I marry her. But I want her to be pleased with the man that I am and really, like, know that he wasn't just the man who cared for his family. You know, he was a man that cared for his community and really poured into others. And Rich just really genuinely cared. He wanted to see other people win, mm-hmm. just like his own family. So, I guess. What do you most look forward to about getting old? Getting married. Mm-hmm. Watching my children grow up. Okay. What are things that a man should already have in him before he decides to be in a relationship? What do you mean, what should he have in him? What do you think I mean? Integrity. Mm-hmm. Um, faithfulness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, God. Mm-hmm. Wholeness. I think he should have everything in him. He should be whole. Like, don't be insecure, man. You know, be sure about yourself. Be confident. Um, I don't know. That's it. Those like, are good. be a man. Like, <laughs> you say what? Those are good. Oh, all right. What emotional weight are you carrying, and why are you carrying it? Hmm. I don't think I'm carrying any emotional weight right now. Okay. I think I'm light as a feather. Mm-hmm. Okay. How are you trying to improve right now? How? You say, how am I trying to improve? Yes. Um, I don't know how to answer that. Financially? Mm-hmm. Is that a way? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to improve financially. Um, it's a lot of things I want to do. You need money to do them. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to improve financially. Um, I'm trying to, I want to improve my relationships. I got good relationships and I just want them to be better relationships. Not that they're bad. Like they're, I got good, real good relationships. I just want all my relationships to always like be reaching the next level. And so I always want to improve in that. Um, I want to improve in leaving the workforce to being entrepreneur working for myself or not not working for myself running a business mm-hmm. I say that I want to run a business that I don't have to be present in every day you know and I want to go in more so into like um coaching I'll say okay. that I do want to always I will always be active in that I'm thinking I'm always going to be some kind of coach in, in in some kind of area some kind of capacity I'm always going to be coaching and pouring into people, whether it's men or kids or football, whatever it is. Okay. What makes you feel love or loved? Um, being appreciated, being touched, um, being around, like just having people. So here it is. People wanting to be around you makes me feel love. People that want to be around me. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. 
I'll say that. What do you have to let go of to get what you want? Hmm. Feelings. Mm. I'll say that. You got to let go of feelings. You hold, you harbor your feelings too much, it'll keep you from moving in in principle. It'll keep you from moving in what you know is necessary so you won't um, hold on to things that you need to sacrifice or whatever. So mm-hmm. I think I um, need to let go of feelings okay. and thoughts. Yeah. What are your expectations from a love relationship? I don't know how to answer that. My expectations mm-hmm. for a love relationship. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Like, what do you expect from, like, when you get into a, a, a romantic relationship? Like, what oh, are your expectations? Right. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't have no expectations for it. I guess when I... So you don't know what you need? What I need? Mm-hmm. I don't got my book with me. <laughs> so I can run down my list. It's like, all right, well, since you put it like that, um, somebody that'll be very supportive, somebody that... um will be comforting somebody that has goals, things that they want to do, and they allow me to help them achieve those goals, you know, we'll walk alongside of each other and and take over the world. Um, We'll pour into other couples. Um, I don't know. We'll pour into each other and make kids and more kids. (laughs) <laughs> more kids okay yeah who are your best friends and what do they all have in common alright my best friends you want me to name them mm-hmm. you don't have to I mean if you don't feel comfortable with but it kind of right. would be hard to hard to what finish the question unless you say boy A woman B <laughs> Yeah, so kid C, man A, <laughs> man B, and woman A, I would say, are my best friends. What they all have in common is that I know that I could trust their word. Mm-hmm. I know that I could trust their word. I know if I ask, they'll definitely be there for me without a question, without a shadow of a doubt. I know that they'll be there for me. Um, they trust me. You know, they value my word. Um, and I don't know. Like, that's what... I know that they never have anything less than my best interest in mind for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. If money was no object, what would you do all day? Hmm. If money was no object, what would I do all day? I think that answers your question. It's like, nah. <laughs> uh, I would probably just build my uh, a coaching program, mentorship program or something, mm-hmm. dealing with men and, and young boys, with kids, not just young boys, but all kids. Mm-hmm. I, my part in it would be for young boys and everything and athletics and all that, but I'd definitely build something to help build men and something to 
help develop the youth. Yeah. Okay. How would your friends describe you? I don't know. You gotta ask them that one though. If you if you had to put yourself I don't, in that I shoes. don't wanna do it. Oh come on. I don't wanna do it, man. It's making me sound narcissistic or something. All right, here we go. Some of them are might say, uh, that nigga hard. Like he ain't <laughs> he ain't moving. Like he's stubborn. He uh you know, he believe what he believe. Um but he true to it. Mm-hmm. Like he'll, you know, he true to he true to his word. He true to his beliefs. I don't know what they would say. They definitely know I'm dependable. Like he's dependable. Like if you call on him, he ain't gonna he gonna show up. Nigga does show up. Uh, I don't know. You have to ask them though. Ask okay. them, bro. A lot of people see things differently. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't even know why they my friends. They might tell you something different than what I would say. Okay. What were the best and worst phases of your life? The best and worst phases. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I have a best. Worst phase of my life was being like spiritually tormented. Mm. That definitely was the worst phase. Spiritually tormented for like two, three years, mm-hmm. something like that. It was a real dark season. Mm-hmm. A, cons- a consecutive two or three, over two years, between two or three years. I think that was the worst. Because mm-hmm. I was just mentally, like, in a bad place. Mm-hmm. My best season, best phase, Um, I don't know. I, I couldn't answer that okay. yet. It, I might not have experienced it yet. Okay. Yeah. What is your biggest complaint about your life? Then you asked me that already. In the first time. That I didn't do what I known I should have done. Okay. When I was younger. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't. I did. So I was advised. I was advised in a way. And though I known I probably shouldn't do it, but I wanted to do it, I went with it. Mm-hmm. And so I wish I would just go. I wish back then, I wish I'd, what I known was right, I would have just stuck with it. It's uh, several things, several different things. I wish I would have just stuck with what I known was right, and I would have avoided a lot in life. Okay. And so my complaint is that I did it, and I was stupid for doing it, and... <laughs> Later on in life, I had to pay the repercussions for it. I had to fix it. Got to yeah. So, okay. How have you grown most in the last year? Mm, I don't know. That's hard too. I, I, well, I could say this. Faith. I've grown in my faith. Faith-wise, like really just trusting God because I'm because of not knowing what's going to come next. And, you know, just really being led by his voice and going in areas that I wouldn't have expected myself to go, taking my life in direction I wouldn't expect it to go. Mm-hmm. Um, just growing in that area. So I, I know, like, there's greater ahead because I feel like I'm taking a step back, really taking a step back. But I know God don't, God doesn't make people take steps back if it ain't going to be something greater. So mm-hmm. I'm probably really taking a step forward. I feel like I'm taking a step back, but I'm probably really taking a step forward. So really, I've just grown in my 
grown in my faith from what I could think of right now. Somebody else might have seen different levels of growth in this past year, but I don't know. Okay. What are you most proud of and what are you least proud of? I'm least proud of how I treated women mm. in the past. Um, and I'm least proud of not finishing things that I started. Mm. I've built, in my earlier stages of adulthood, I've built a habit of like starting stuff and not finishing. So I'm not not proud of that. Um, what I am proud of, I say in a humble way, um, that I don't end relationships like on bad terms. Mm-hmm. Like out of all my relationships, nobody could say like I crudded them out or anything. Mm-hmm. Nobody will say like I did them dirty or that I'm a, I'm a messed up person. I'll say that I'm proud of that. Okay. What do you find attractive in a woman? Mm, I think I already, I mentioned that in the, in the love relationship thing. What do I find attractive? Of course, face. I'm a face guy. Mm. I mean, I'm. don't get me wrong, I like body too, but your face is what's going to attract me before anything. Mm-hmm. And then I'm looking because I'm a man, so we're visual first. And women are too. I don't care what they say. Like, you looking at a man, it's, it ain't about y'all though. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I want to be able, I say face because I want to be able to Roll over in the morning and look and be like, oh, yeah, I'm proud of this decision. <laughs> and if we get into an argument or a fight or something, I don't want to be <laughs> looking at somebody that's unattractive and I'm mad at you. I'm like, I better be, I could, I want to be able to say, you lucky, you pretty. <laughs> you like, <laughs> gives me wow. a little bit of ease. But uh, no, I don't want to be, I'm not being shallow. I'm just joking. I do want a pretty face though. But a woman that's considerate. Mm-hmm. So like that's I think that's my biggest thing is a woman that's that's considerate. Like I I don't think I would. Well, I ain't gonna say I don't think I'm not gonna work in a relationship with somebody that's like completely selfish. Like if you think this relationship is about you, then I, 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 it's not gonna work. And I'm not even saying that she has to. Of course she has to consider me. But I'm talking about people. Period. I'm looking at how she treats people. Period. Because our relationship ain't just for ain't just for us. Right. So I definitely need her to be considerate. I need her to be supportive. Not just me. I need her to be um I need her to be a woman's woman. Okay. Like that she cares about other women also. Like that a woman that has purpose in her life. Mm-hmm. I leave it at that. Okay. If you could fly anywhere in the world today. Where would you go? Argentina. Argentina. What's the one thing you can't live without? Women. Mm. What's Hold the- up, that sounds so bad. <laughs> that sounds so bad. You ain't gonna just like why I just, you just gonna I feel like you were gonna go ahead and say something yeah. else, but go ahead. What you listen. thought I was gonna say? Water? No, I, I knew that this was going to happen is what I'm saying. Like, I knew you weren't going to just leave it at women. Why? Because it doesn't say anything. Like, women? So why you ain't... can't live without a You woman. interviewing me, you supposed to probably be like, mm, tell me more. Like, what, no, you, I feel like what you is it about women? Else. All right. You, I'm going to teach you how to interview. 
okay, go ahead. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm just a, a whole typical guy. That's what they're going to say. Nah, but I feel like we need women to survive. I mean, what, what, is, what is life going to do if it was just all men here? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I want a woman to be my my spouse, you know, my life partner, the one that's going to carry my children and the one I'm going to grow old with. You know, if I don't have hope for that, I don't think I have hope for anything else. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I, I desire to get married and to spend my life with somebody and it's a woman, so... If God was to take all the women off the earth today, even though my calling is for men, I'm going to be like, hey, what I'm here for, you might as well bring me on home. <laughs> like, we <laughs> ain't no, so. Okay. What's the number one thing you don't like about women? After I done told you, oh, mm-hmm. the number one thing I don't like about women? Mm-hmm. Um. I don't think I have a number one thing that I don't like about women. All right, I'll say this. I'll say this. I think the number one thing I don't like about women is it's harder for them, you know, to have camaraderie with other women than it is with men to have camaraderie with other men. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um... This is going to be off the cuff, but do you feel like you're a confident man? Why is that off the cuff? What does that mean? But I didn't have this prepared. I'm just asking these questions now. Oh, yeah. I think. I believe so. <laughs> when you say confident man, what do you mean? Do you have confidence? Yeah. Yes. Is there any question that I didn't ask you that you wanted me to ask? Nah. I was so unprepared to give you a question to ask me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, that's pretty much That was 51? Mm-hmm. Okay. That pretty much wraps up our session. Thank you for participating. Do you think I'm a confident man? This is not my interview. But I want to know what you think. But I'm not going to give it to you because it's not my interview. Okay. When you when we interview me, then you can ask. Me but how I'm gonna interview you and say, "Do you feel like I'm a confident?" That's like you asking me, "Do I feel like you're a confident person?" But it's the interview. But I could ask you, you anything. I could have asked you about me. Oh, all right. But I didn't feel like that was, you know, what I wanted to focus on. Okay. But thank you so much. You have been delightful. How do you feel about after answering those questions? Do you feel like mm-hmm. you? What like laid it all out in front of the people? Yeah. No. No. Nah. Like you still got a kept little bit a piece of me. yourself. They got a little bit of me. Good. No, I kept it. I kept it real. I believe with with everything. Okay. I mean, it's still not all of me. Like they not gonna. It's no way you can watch the interview and be like, "Oh yeah, I know Zo. <laughs> I know AJ." Nah, you ain't gonna get that out of that. So you still gotta experience me. Right. Absolutely. So, yeah. Well, thank you for participating, and thank you guys for tuning in. It has been another amazing uh, episode of That was 51 questions. That was that was fast, 51. You think so? Yeah, I don't think you went through 51. I did. All right. I checked them off as I was going. All right, cool. All well, right, thank guys. You. Thank you. And still, make sure that you make it what? Make it work. <laughs> Make it work, y'all. Love y'all. Peace.